$7.3 trillion. The assets of the more than 3,000 insurance and financial institutions regulated by the New York State Department of Financial Services. Besides being the largest data point in this podcast's history, the figure reveals how important DFS is as a regulator. This week, you'll get the full rundown directly from DFS Superintendent Linda Lacewell. Welcome to What's the Data Point, a public policy podcast dedicated to New York State and city public affairs from the Citizens Budget Commission and Gotham Gazette, hosted by Ben Max and me, Maria Dulles. This week, we have a special mini-sode featuring remarks from Linda Lacewell, the DFS superintendent. DFS was created after the recession, merging separate departments regulating the insurance and financial industries to better keep pace with developments in the financial markets. A key intent of the new agency was to better protect consumers and to ensure that financial and insurance institutions are responsible and solvent. For budget watchdogs, DFS has been notable for its repeated success in recent years in garnering large settlements, which have been a boon to the state's budget. DFS supervises and regulates the activities of more than 1,800 insurance companies and approximately 1,500 financial institutions. Everything from life insurance companies to health insurers and managed care organizations, state chartered banks, and even credit rating agencies. What I found most interesting is DFS is the first national or state regulator to implement cybersecurity regulations designed to protect personal data. These regulations became effective in 2017. Superintendent Linda Lacewell describes it all here. That's all from me and Ben. As always, thanks for listening and don't forget to spread the word. I'm really honored to be here today. I'm particularly honored to be here with Steve. Uh, The last time he invited me to his table in February after I'd been on the job a couple weeks, I arrived, I found my table, I sat down next to an empty chair. (laughs) Um, But uh, it was a beautiful evening, if you recall, that was in February when we were honoring Carol Kellerman for her last event, and she's really extraordinary. I'm not sure if she's here today, but let's acknowledge her for her wonderful service. (laughs) Steve, of course, actually had been called away on business. I think his current employer is perhaps almost as demanding as his prior employer. I'm not going to name names because I still have that prior employer as my current employer uh, indirectly. So, but Steve has really been a great mentor, friend, advisor over the years, and I really appreciate that relationship. Thank you to Andrew Ryan uh, for the invitation, your new president. His career from the CBC initially to the CDC, the New York City Health Department, Emblem, NYU, Lutheran, the New York City Schools, and back to CBC, really shows that public service is not always about being in government. Uh, It can happen across the board, takes many forms, but a life devoted to the public good. Thank you for your service. Thank you to the trustees, um, to the organization as a whole, to the staff, to Betsy Seidner, Um, The CBC itself, as you all know very well, is an extraordinary force for good for the fiscal health of the city and the state. Born in 1932 in the midst of the Great Depression to help the city, ultimately extended to the state and state government in 1984. Government for the people has to perform, and you help us to do that, so thank you for that function. Now, in preparing for today, what struck me in particular 
is a part of your mission that I've not always heard articulated by others, which is focusing on the well-being of future New Yorkers. And isn't that apt in today's accelerating environment? And I believe that that maxim and that mission applies equally to DFS as well. DFS, as you know, was created in the wake of the 2008 financial crisis. It was the merger of banking insurance departments into one entity designed to break down silos, generate visibility across markets irrespective of the type of product, insurance, banking, unregulated. The point was, what are the risks that are emerging? Let's look at that across the board. DFS, as a significant regulator, has an important role to play here, together, of course, with our partners in federal government. And that's what that is all about. So if you think about it, ab initio, as lawyers like myself like to say, DFS was built as a vehicle for change, to handle change, evolve with change, and roll with the changes that enter our markets and our industries. And I believe it is critical for us, DFS, and the industries that we oversee, it's critical for DFS to continue on that traje trajectory of change in order to meet the challenges of the changes that are sweeping our industries and to capitalize on the opportunities that those present. And the industry must do the same. As you may know, the industries that we oversee, banking and insurance and all the little entities in between, add up to a pretty significant number, even for those of you in the room, about $7.3 trillion. That's about 30% of the New York State economy. We take that very seriously. I am extremely mindful of the role that we have at DFS to help ensure and protect the safety and soundness of those industries. They are vital to the economy, to jobs, to economic development, to community development, to the future of New York, and we will do all we can to protect it, and that remains a critical core competency. But I say to you here today, that is only the baseline. First and most important, the consumer must be, shall be, and is at the center of everything we do at DFS. Why is that? Because at the end of every decision we make is an individual, a family, a small business who is directly affected by those decisions, and we will not leave them out of the equation. Especially now, in today's environment, uh, where every day comes some new and fresh outrage from Washington, rolling back protections for consumers, abandoning them, and taking away other vital protections for vulnerable populations that have historically been protected by this state and this nation. It is incumbent upon others in government to step up and to fill that void. The CFPB says the time for enforcement is over. They have lost their way. Where the CFPB steps down, DFS will step up. Where the US Department of Education abandoned students and their families, staggering under the weight of $1.6 trillion in student debt, about $100 billion of that in serious delinquency, which raises its own risks for our markets, by the way, unable to buy homes, unable to retire, where the only relief and escape from this debt is literally death when the debt is extinguished. 
DFS will fight for students under our new authority given to us in the governor's budget, where we'll be licensing and supervising student loan servicers. Um, and we will have more to say on that as we step up for students in our new campaign in the coming months. This void in consumer protection, which is very alarming and is a threat to all, is why my first substantial act in office was to create a new division, Consumer Protection and Financial Enforcement, headed by the great Katie Lemire here today, because that is a powerhouse for consumers, to put the enforcement team with the consumer team to work for the people. Some in the press have called it a mini CFPB, and I say to that, there's nothing mini about it. Earlier this week, I had the honor of sitting next to the governor at a press event where we announced that we are going after the opioid industry for foisting about $2 billion in excess premiums on ordinary New Yorkers who are covered by commercial health insurance due to this opioid scheme, conspiracy, and scandal. Consumers should not be left holding the bag. We're not going to allow it. We have direct authority over insurance fraud, and we will pursue that with all the vigor and might in our arsenal, let me tell you. And that includes the shadowy PBMs, who I hope we will also soon be regulating based on activity in the legislature. So DFS on that front is evolving and must evolve to meet the changing world of a consumer-averse environment. And we are doing that. Other challenges and changes we elevate in priority as well. There can be no doubt that cybersecurity is the biggest threat to industry and government, and by the way, parenthetically, elections. And we must continue to act there as well. Here, DFS has been well ahead of the curve with game-changing and best practice regulations work through with the industries to make sure that they're workable. And um, those were created about three years ago and are now in full effect, including our portal to manage and learn about any uh, interruptions and hacking events at major industries, which we then pursue. Uh, DFS, under my tenure, is the first insurance or banking regulator to create a fully-fledged, separate cyber division. It is on an equal footing with our banking and insurance divisions because that's how seriously we take it. Technology is evolving at the speed of light. It will overtake us if we do not come to grips with it now. This week, our new Research and Innovation Division is fully functional with the arrival of our new chief of that division. From artificial intelligence to bots to fintech, insured tech, reg tech, every tech, and a certain application for a virtual currency license from a certain technology company in California, often in the news, uh, our new leader's uh, plate is very full on that division. Again, here again, DFS is a leader. Our cybersecurity regulations, by the way, were cited by the FTC as a basis for their new proposed regulations and are also a model for the NAIC, the Insurance Association, nationally. On the subject of virtual currency, 
DFS was the first and remains, I believe, the only uh, regulator to look specifically at virtual currency with a licensing system that protects consumers, protects against money laundering, cybersecurity violations, and so forth, and has issued about 22 licenses to date, several this year, that have become a point of pride and a selling point in the marketing materials of those companies, showing that regulation can actually help industries to thrive and grow and be credible. So DFS also is focused on the well-being of future New Yorkers, except the pace of change is accelerating so fast that it is really fair to say that the future is now, and we need to acknowledge that. We cannot wait. We must transform to meet the challenge and capture the opportunities of these sweeping changes. And I look forward to working with all of you to make that happen. Thank you very much. Bye.